Welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, along with the legendary Jimmy Lee being noisy and Stevie being nice and quiet, sitting on her perch in a sleepy dog. Hey, at my feet. So, what's up? Um, so, if you haven't registered for the main summer adventure race, you're too late. Registration closed on Sunday. But if you really, 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 really want to do it, give them a shout. And tell them I said it was okay. We'll see if I have any clout in it. Um, otherwise, good luck to everybody that's racing it. A couple weeks, 24th, I believe it is. So, and if you like that race, you're really going to like Untamed New England in uh, 410 days next year. And probably the biggest news for that race is that they have a new media director. Um, and that would be uh, yours truly. I think... Oh, you like that, don't you, Jimmy? I think that being the media director is that Grant brings you breakfast every morning. So... I'm really looking forward to that and really looking forward to the race. And uh, I got some interesting ideas for what I want to do. So we'll see how it pans out. So, um, so not much more than that. We have a little rain going on here. Yeah, but uh, we're all Yes. And Jimmy thinks it's really great. So... So, time for me to quit babbling, and let's uh, listen to this week's episode. Stevie wants to come over and be in my lap. So, go fast, take chances, and if you're in uh, Rapid City this weekend, we'll see you at the Black Hills Fat Tire Festival. So, thanks for listening. Bye. Hey, Jacob, are you there? Yes, I'm trying to get the sound. <laughs> well, I oh. can hear you. You hear me? Yes. Yeah, good. So. Yes, I hear you now. Good. I love it when it works. <laughs> yeah. So, so what time is it at your place? It is 12 noon, and it's oh. raining cats and dogs outside. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm ready. We've had actually some... Kind of cool, actually below freezing weather last week, one evening, so I'm ready for nice weather. Good. So, um, introduce yourself, tell the people who you are. Yes, uh, I am Jakob Westerberg, as I say in, in the Nordic language. <laughs> uh, I'm Jakob, uh, I'm an adventure racing living in Norway. Uh, I'm originally from, from Sweden. Uh, in Sweden, that's where I where I first met uh, multi-sport and adventure racing. So I live here in, in Hamar in Norway together with uh, Helene, uh, my wife, who's also in, in the adventure racing te- team. Yeah. yeah, that's a short introduction, I yeah. guess. So uh, how how is it you come to live in Norway if you're a Swede? Uh, yeah, it's a neighboring country, yeah. so we uh, I got a job opportunity on my daytime job, so to speak. Okay. And uh, we went to, went to Norway and had a look, and 
Uh, we sort of uh, fell in love with the landscape. I mean, the mountains in Norway is, uh, is stunning. Uh, Hamar is, uh, is, uh, is not directly in the mountains, but it's very close to get up to the mountains. And, yeah, you know, train, run, bike, and all of those things. That's, that sounds like a cool place. So I'm going to play Ugly American. What's what's the cultural differences between Sweden and Norway? Are they... Or are they pretty similar? No, there are actually cultural differences. There are uh, the Norwegians are they're extremely competitive in Norway. The people they are they're really in for for winning. So that's a, that's a big uh, difference uh, between Sweden and, and Norway. Huh. You find it in in sports, of course, in sort of uh, everyday normal people sport. You find that uh, competitive instinct uh, everywhere in sports. So that's mm-hmm. that's one difference. Yeah, it is. So, um, is there any bias for you being Swedish, Swedish and working in Norway? Well, it has been in uh, for some years. Uh, Norway have uh, had uh, uh, sort of dramatic uh, development with the, with the oil. Mm. Uh, with all the work uh, connected to the oil industry. So it has been lots of Swedes <laughs> coming over to, to Norway to work. Uh, so um, uh, I have a, a, uh, I have a management, manager job, so I'm not, uh, not in that category. But I guess that uh, some, some Swedes are taking the, the sort of low-paid jobs in Norway. And, and the Norwegians know that for sure. Yeah. They have always think, been thinking about uh, Sweden as the big brother, and they are pretty pleased that they, that they are actually having a better economy now. So yeah. you hear that sometimes? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's not a problem, though. I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's uh, it's two countries that are very close together, and I think they are more more or less like uh, brothers and sisters, maybe. Okay. Oh yeah. So you just have that. We we can fight because we're brothers, but we'll gang up on anybody else. Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So how did you get started? I mean, you, you live in the country where everybody does fun things, but how did you get started in adventure racing? Yeah, actually, in Norway, there's no not that much adventure racing in multisport. Yeah. I mean, in Norway, you have, you have a culture of, of hiking and you have a culture of Going by bike uh, and going by kayak, but you don't find you don't find adventure races. You don't find find it organized as multi-sport or adventure racing. So that's a little bit strange. Yeah. So well, yeah. why is that? Because we kind of, I mean, Sweden does. Obviously, you get Sweden has a huge, yeah, huge. Why? Yeah. Why do you think Norway doesn't? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, there have been some pretty successful teams from Sweden, and yeah. they have been and driving the the adventure racing sport. I think forwards, besides the the New Zealanders, of course. Yeah, and, and it has been a, a good sort of climate, and and we have had the, the Swedish multi sport cup for years in Sweden, and that has been good for the sport as well. In Norway, it was uh, more or less one team for, for some years ago that uh, was adventure racing. And they, they had their own uh, competition in Norway, but 
then they stopped to to organize it and more or less uh, there has not been any races for I don't know five years maybe mm. yeah in so. Norway yeah it's just kind of quiet so yeah so the yeah. Uh, all right I'm gonna start out with this question USWE Adventure Team so what is USWE yes it's USWE USWE Yes, it's uh, our main sponsor. Okay. It's actually a company manufacturing hydration packs and backpacks. Ah. So, so wow. So we, we went in contact with them for, I don't know, a year ago. And they said that they had an expedition uh, backpack uh, that they were going to release during 2017. Yeah. And then they were interested in cooperating with us. So that's the, the story behind it. Ah. All right, so okay, so I'm going to um, tell you. I every time I see that, I think it's. I look at it and I think it's the U.S. military endurance, the U.S. MES. <laughs> so, right. But I'm kind of an idiot, so I get things like that mixed up. But <laughs> now that I know that it's USWE, I think maybe I'll uh, I'll uh, get them straight from now on. <laughs> okay. So, um, so. You're in Norway, but is it is it a Swedish team? No, it's a Norwegian, Norwegian team. team. Um, yeah, we all uh, live in Norway. Okay. Uh, so so we have been living here for for some years. Felix, uh, the navigator, is actually Austrian, but he has been living in Norway for twelve or thirteen years. Yeah. Uh, and Wolfgang, the the fourth guy, he has been living here for seven years, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, you guys are kind of already a honorary Norwegians, then, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <clears throat> so, how did you specifically get started with adventure racing? Yeah, it was um, more or less my my wife, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we have been um, doing some uh, orienteering, uh, elite orienteering in, in Sweden for for some years. And we were, we were looking at, at the multi-sport uh, events and were quite interesting just to try to, to be in a, in a race. Mm-hmm. Let's give it another try. Yep. Are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, I hear you. Okay. That's, uh, not the, it's not the first time it happens. Fortunately, I know, can edit, so no one will ever know except for us because I'm talking about it now. But, uh, <laughs> So the last thing I asked was, um, well, we were talking about, you said your wife got you, you guys kind of started out together, so then I made a joke of, once again, the women getting us men in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she started. Yeah. Yeah, they're troublemakers. Yeah, she she yeah, she actually went for a race uh, without me, the first race. Uh, but then I was looking at it, and uh, yeah, I was uh, quite interested in trying, so... The next days we went together, and uh, from that moment on we have been racing together. Started off with with uh, shorter like uh, multi-sport races for four to six hours, and then we we started to prepare for the lo- longer races. Yeah. Well, how long? So how long have you guys been doing adventure racing? Are you there? 
se om det är bättre teckning här ute. Kan du vara lite tyst och se det? Kan du vara lite tyst åt? They can hear you. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yep, yep. <laughs> so, I, uh, oh, that's, okay. Yeah. So, how long have you guys been adventure racing? Uh, we started off uh, in 2008, 2009. That's me and Helene, my wife. Yeah. So that's when we started. Yeah. So, you've, you guys are kind of uh, fairly experienced at it. We start to have experience now, at least for the last couple of years, I think. Yeah. We've been for for some uh, multi-day races around the world now, so we start to have some experience, yes. Yeah. So, what was your what was your first uh, expedition race length? Expedition race, expedition length race, and how did it go for you? Uh, it was the first one was in Africa. Okay. In expedition Africa. Uh, it went not that good at all. <laughs> we had some serious uh, trouble with our feet for the first race. Uh, we, we got ourselves uh, into too, too, too small uh, shoes mm. uh, for an adventure race, I think, yeah. for an expedition-length adventure race. So we got a real, real struggle, and it ended up actually with uh, with us not finishing the race. So it was it was really, really hard. Uh, to, to decide not to to go on anymore in that race and it felt terrible after after the race. Yeah. That was the first one and uh, uh, we sort of uh, as it is when you when you fail you go back home and you rethink what you're doing and you can decide if you want to quit or if you want to try to get back and try again and obviously we did. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. I mean, it, with that race, it was it was basically a physical issue that that stopped yeah. you. But what do you take away from a race that is what most people might call a failure? I mean, I, I never call it a failure if you you start. But I mean, what was the big thing that you took away from that first race? Um, what you took away? What do you mean? Uh, um, you, learn you learned or? from it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you when you experience <clears throat> when you experience to race in a multi-day race, then you you realize if you can do it or if you can't do it. I think mm-hmm. uh, mentally and physically also, uh, I think that was uh, a big learning for for both of us. Just to understand, just to understand if we if we could do a race like this or not. Yeah. Uh, we, we had we needed some time at the time just to 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 understand if if we wanted to do it again, but. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you decided you did. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever asked this, but anybody, what's what's harder about adventure racing, the physical or the mental part? I think the mental part is the, the hardest one. Yeah. I have been uh, in some races feeling quite good physically uh, all over the race, uh, but you have... You always have some downs, yeah. uh, like in, in in Spain now. I was uh, I was sick for for a while, uh, throwing up, and uh, didn't feel good at all. And, and then you have the mental part of it when you when you obviously don't think that you're going to be okay again, and to overcome that that's the hard part, I think. Mm. How do you 
how do you do that when you when you're sick like that and and uh what do you tell yourself to keep to keep going to keep going <laughs> just yeah, to get to finish the stage yeah and that's basically finish the stage uh, you never know what happens you learn that uh, pretty pretty soon, I guess, in adventure racing. You never know what happens, so you just have to finish the stage. Yeah. You never know what the race director decides. You never know if the next stage will, will be in the race anymore. You don't know anything, so you just have to finish it. Yeah. So I think that's an uh, important thing, just to have in focus, finish the stage. Is is that kind of mentally hard to know that the the race can – I mean, the race can change a lot in the middle – I mean, it doesn't a lot yeah. of times, but um, how do you how do you handle that? I don't think it's a problem. I, <laughs> I guess in, in when when you, when you start uh, when you start racing, I guess it's a problem because you might think that you can plan. I mean, the whole <laughs> race, but you but you but you can't. Yeah. So you you can just have an idea of how the race is going to be, and, and you have to plan and be flexible. And, and I think if you have the focus just to, to take every stage uh, one after the other, I think it's, I know, I think it's manageable. Yeah. I don't think it's a, it's a big problem. <coughs> so, um, when you go to a race and you lay it out, is that, do you just kind of get an overview like that of the whole race, you know, beforehand? And then, and then do you just, do you guys just really focus on the first stage? And get through that. Yeah, we, we, we. At least I try to get an overview of mm-hmm. the whole race. Just, just an idea of, of the progress. Uh, idea of how long uh, the different legs will, will actually be in reality, in, in order to to do the planning with food and, and all of that. Yeah. Uh, but but I keep saying when I when I do this plan that we we need to realize that this is the plan that we have today and everything we know is that this plan will change during the race mm-hmm. but it's for me it feels good to have a you know, sort of initial plan for for the whole race from from start to finish yeah it does so you you have that overview so you yeah. can't, can't have a thought of it um i want to ask about racing with your wife and then and then we'll move in and talk a little bit about spain but when yeah. when you're racing with your wife are you married, or is she a, a just a really good teammate? How do you, how do you view her? Um, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's hard to it's hard to to um, uh, how do you say it? It's hard to forget that we are married. Yeah. So that's always always with with us. Yeah. I think. Uh, so it's it's um, it can be a kind of hard to see if she struggles mm-hmm. or she if she has in I don't mean in big pain or something like that. Uh, but but first of all, it's uh, she's a teammate. She's a teammate, yeah. and we're doing this. We're racing. When we're out racing, we are not really. I don't know. We we, we might be a little bit different than we are uh, when we're not racing. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, yeah. And you learn I not. Remember to... one time. Yeah, I remember one time where she fell and she she landed on the face with a bike. She fell on the bike mm-hmm. and landed on the face and actually. One one of her teeth was uh, broken, and she had quite a lot of blood in her mouth. And she stand up, and and she was crying. And I said to her, "Italian, uh, you know, we can we can we can just quit. No, that's okay. That's not a problem." 
But, yeah. but if we're going to continue, you just have to stop crying and we're going to, to finish the race. Yeah. So we, we just stand there <laughs> looking at each other and, and made a decision, okay, let's let's go finish this. So we went finish. Yeah. And we didn't cry anymore and we didn't <laughs> we didn't we didn't sort of yeah. hug it anymore. Yeah. That was that. So I think we have a sort of mutual un- understanding that when we're out racing we are racing with with the teammates sort of. That's how it is. Yeah. Well I think the big thing there is that you uh you guys talked about it and made a decision and then did it. Yeah. yeah. That's always yeah. the best way, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Spain, you guys, what was your goal going down to the race and are you happy with, with the race? Um, our goal was, to, our first priority was to, to do this race together. Mm-hmm. We, we started up the team in, in January, basically, so... Uh, it was to, to do this race with, with Felix, and the idea was also to, to have uh, Wolfgang, who is, uh, who is the fourth member of the team, in the race. Unfortunately, Wolfgang was not uh, racing because he had an injury, so he couldn't race, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so we had uh, one substitute in, in, the, in the race anyway. But, but the first priority was to, to get the team together mm-hmm. and uh, prepare ourselves uh, in, uh, for the World Championships in, in Wyoming. That was the first priority. Uh, on the other side, we were very keen on uh, getting a good, uh, a good sort of finishing position in the race, and we were absolutely looking at, at the podium uh, positions for the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it, the, the race was not. Uh, uh, I mean, we had we had quite a good, good start, and we made a, a good finish of the race. But uh, as I was sick uh, during, I don't know, 24 hours maybe of the race and uh, we, we were quite uh, the race was affected on that of course and we, we had to reduce the speed during that period of time yeah because you guys were you know like you know top one two three the first first day right kind of yeah 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 and then obviously so we were, that's when you got sick yeah yeah and we, we got uh, thrown back in, in the team we need to take a, a longer Longer break uh, after stage five and and stage stage six to seven was a real struggle for me and we we went back further in the pack so uh, yeah but we I think the, the the good thing about the race we finished sixth yeah. uh, in in the end and I think the good thing for us was with the race was that we managed to finish strong uh, we found we found the speed again during the last 24 hours or so. And we did a good finish. That's that's good, I think. Well, that's good. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a good takeaway from the race. So yeah, you know, ifs ifs ands and buts. But do you think if you would have stayed healthy, that that the po- you would have been a podium finisher? Yeah, no, you never you never know. They, yeah. they were <laughs> quite good teams uh, up there in the front. You had uh, Ace from from Estonia were a third. So um, it, it might have been a, a big struggle for us to get get on the podium anyway, and that's I don't know you never know. Yeah, well that's it. I that mean, was not that yeah. was not the race. Yeah, I mean we we got our own our own sort of troubles to to work with. So yeah, so and uh, I I, <laughs> I want to talk about the penalty box because that sure looked like a nice yeah. place to take a penalty inside a wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was very nice to have that uh, transition era. We we were there uh, already after uh, I don't know stage ten, I think. Mm-hmm. And we went to to the transition era the first time. And they, they when you get in there by bike, they played music and they cheered for us when we came. So it was it was quite a quite a good thing. It was felt really good to get there the yeah. first time. Well, that's always kind of cool when they knew, do something like yeah. that, isn't it? And there's people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you don't see that many people when you're out racing. And we have had uh, lots of cold showers with the Spanish uh, sort of Galician rain that was uh, quite cold. And you came into the mall and it was people cheering and playing music. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. kind of a – your penalty was not – I mean, you, you you guys got split up at the on the yeah, portage, right? Which yeah, uh, yeah. At the first uh, paddling section, we got split up. We we totally misunderstood each other, and uh, we got separated in the in the river. Uh, it was not for that long time. We didn't gain any time on it, yeah. but it was quite obvious. I mean, it was the first stage, so so the we had the media team, and all of them just saw that we were split up. So we got the penalty. Yeah. Nothing to to complain about. We got split up, so we had to serve the two hours uh, penalty at the last transition. Yeah. yeah, it's just kind of funny. It you know, it pro- it happens to everybody. I'm, I'm especially on the water. You just yeah. happen to yeah. be at a spot where everybody can see it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's uh, it can be hard, especially when you have the white water paddling, or, or this was a stream where you when you're struggling to find water for sometimes, and sometimes it's. Uh, a small uh, white water section, and it's it's not that easy to actually be totally close to each other. Yeah, it is. So, so it's it's kind of hard. But so yeah, anyway, yeah, it was nothing to complain about. I think it was our mistake. Yeah, it, well, it's kind of interesting because I I don't think we've had any. I've talked to anybody that's had a penalty since they started doing the referees. But how soon did they tell you that that you were going to have a penalty? It was pretty soon. Okay. Uh, maybe after three, four stages, I guess. Okay. They informed us about it. Yeah. So that was good. I think it was good handled by the by the referees. So. Yeah. Well, um, I think it's becoming standardized, which helps. But for you, yeah. would it be better that, like, you know, you're two stages down, and they say, "Oh, you got a two-hour penalty." Would you rather serve it? Then or or know you know that you're going to serve it at the last TA. Just I mean, just from your own personal view. I think it's uh, I think it's uh, I think it's better for for the team if you serve it on the last okay. on the last uh, transition because when you're if we have to serve it at um, after stage three or anything like that, mm-hmm. we have we had been two hours uh, behind. You have not been in the in the sort of lead pack or the lead packs, and uh, so it's it's a harder penalty to have, to have it served earlier in the race, I think, than to have it in the last last transition. Yeah. So do you um, do you take that that fact that you're going to have two hours there do you, as in your strategy, like maybe your sleep strategy, or or yeah. do you just go hard and worry about it when you get there. No, no, absolutely. That was uh, the idea when we realized that we had uh, the two hours penalty, and uh, we we were trying to get that in the strategy. 
However, I was being sick, so yeah. we, we, we were forced to, to change strategy anyway. Yeah. So we, we couldn't hold, hold on to our, our strategy. But that was uh, definitely the case. Yeah. Uh, we didn't understand at the time that it was going to be inside at the shopping mall, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was just a surprise when we realized, oh, it's the last transition yeah. actually inside at the shopping mall. So. Yeah. And it should be pointed out that you weren't you weren't the only team. There were a few other small penalties, nothing major. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah. I saw some pictures. I saw some pictures from the penalty box when we were laying there. It was looked very cozy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's a penalty. I'll take one of those. <laughs> two hour, a nice two hour nap. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's. I know it's frustrating when you're sitting there and that that clock is just going yeah. so slow. Yeah. yeah, it was very frustrating when we were looking at the South African team and they were taking their bikes. They know that they had the time, so they took the bikes and they just went out to the mall and we were sitting there looking at them. <laughs> oh no, no, they're leaving. Um, oh well, just you know, life life goes on. Yeah, yeah. it does. So you guys are coming to Cowboy Tough. Yeah, in Wyoming. Yeah, we are. Was it, was it, was it? You just wanted to do the world championships this year, or the fact that it's, you know, Cowboy Tough, a really good race, or? Um, yeah, and me and Helena has been there for two years. Yeah, we have been racing in 2015. We were racing in the in the four person category, and last year we raced in the two person race. Yeah. And we really think it's a good race. There have been really good races, I think, in in Wyoming. So that's one of the reasons that we said that we really want to go there this year. And uh, the second one is that it's a world championship, of course. Yeah, I was. How um. How how much you think it's going to help you that you've been there twice? I mean, you know, the course isn't the same, but it's got to make it. A little easier logistics-wise, just because you know where you're going and things like that, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's yeah, maybe a bit. Yeah. I mean, we have been to Casper. We know we know the surroundings around Casper. We we know that, yeah. so that's uh, that's not dramatic for us to, to to go. It's a difference to go to to Brazil, maybe in a small town in Pantanal. Takes energy just to. To get there, yeah. To get to Casper, you know, you know what to expect. And I think, the, as you say, we don't really know where the race will be, but we've been uh, we've been two years in in Wyoming racing, so we have seen some of the some of the landscape. Yeah. You know, a little bit maybe about the maps, how they are structured. So, I think it's it's a good thing to have <laughs> been there. Yes. Well, Hope yeah. so. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, how do you guys? Deal with the altitude because you're, you know, yeah. I'm assuming you're pretty close to sea level. Yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a struggle. That has been a struggle for for the years we have been there. I mean, Casper is on 1500 meters, mm-hmm. I think. Yep. That's uh, probably the lowest sort of place that we're going to be in the race. So mm-hmm. we we need to to prepare. Uh, we need to. We're actually planning that right now. How to how to get uh, get ourselves up in altitude before the race. Yeah. I think it's very important for this race. 
Yeah. Are you going to yeah. try and come a little early, or that not in the cards? Yeah, we. Yeah, we're looking into that to come early, but also to to spend some time on altitude before we're leaving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Take the take the vacation with with the kids up to some mountains in Europe somewhere. Yeah. yeah. To, to adjust. Doesn't sound like a bad uh, training plan. <laughs> no, yeah. no, that's yeah. that's the best place to be in summer. It's up in the mountains. Exactly. So what? Um, what are you guys hoping to? I mean, how well do you think you can do? And 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 more importantly, I think what would be a successful race for your team? Yeah, I think uh, a race where navigation is like in Spain. We we have very good navigation in Spain, and I think if we can replicate that in in Wyoming, that would be so. That would be a very good thing, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we also have lots of details that we want to change from, from the race in Spain. Uh, so we want to, to have those in place. Uh, we need to... I mean, I don't think that we, we're looking at uh, the position in the race. Uh, that's the most important part. It's, it's more about uh, doing this race in a good way. Mm-hmm. That's the, the, the main sort of objective <coughs> yeah. of the race. And there are lots of lots of good teams uh, on this race, so lots of teams will race very, very good. Yeah, we will hopefully also do a good race, and that's that's sort of the objective. So, do you? I mean, it really, it just it it may come down to who doesn't make mistakes, but physically, how do you how do you think you rank with with you know the top five or ten teams in the world? I mean, just strictly on you know a physical. Perspective. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we're probably not not uh, the top five, but around top ten, maybe. Yeah. I think we're around. Yeah, we are. We are pretty good in good shape, I guess. Yeah. Train a lot, you know. So, and you're experienced, and yeah. So, do you think, it, like I said, it's probably just going to come down to you know, not making mistakes. To, you know, let's say to win the race is going to come down to not making mistakes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, but I think it's going to be a race in in very high speed as well. Yeah. And, and you need to manage to. At least that's been. It, it has been the race that we have been in, in Wyoming. It has always been races in high speed. Yeah. Uh, quite uh, quite high speed biking and also also the track stages has been high speed so I think it's I think it will tear some some teams down mm. uh, I think it will be like a sprint start and the sprint start will just go on and yeah. on and on <laughs> so, yeah I mean you, you need to have the be be you be, need to be adjusted to the altitude, and, and you need to have a, a really good shape on just that race, I think, yeah. in order to be in front. So when the race starts and it's a sprint, because I think you're right, that's what it will be, will you? Is will your team strategy be, yeah, let's let's stay with them, or are you? Will you just say like, no, we're not we're not going to go this fast on the first day? 
I think uh, we need to go fast on the first day. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think it's uh, it's very hard to to let go all the for any teams to let go of all the leading sort of teams yeah. and, and try to catch them later on. Um, because if you try to catch them later on, uh, you still reduce your speeds speed in in a couple of days, and, and it's hard to to make that gap go away yeah. later on. Yeah, so it's actually kind so of good. Yeah, you're kind of actually going to be racing racing the teams to start with instead of just the course. Yeah, yeah. probably yes. And yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I think so. And we will not we will not be the team that are actually pushing the, the speed up. We are not, but we will will try to yeah try to be try reason, to be there with them. Front, yeah. yeah. Well, I remember last year when on that first bike, you got that line of about sixty mountain bikers going down the highway. It was kind of spectacular looking. So yeah. we, we may yeah. have a hundred mountain bikers going down the road together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it would be something. So, how are you guys feeling about um, all the paddling that there's going to be? Yeah, paddling. I don't have a problem with paddling. I think it's it's nice with paddling. We last year we had a lot of paddling yeah. on, on the canoes. Uh, it was actually some spectacular paddling last year. Some whitewater paddling with the canoes were quite interesting, so that's that's not a problem. But we have some pack rafting stages, and uh, that's uh, that's always a challenge. You yeah. don't really know know the pack rafting stages, how how much is actually paddling, how much is is trekking with uh, with all the gear. So yeah. that's uh, yeah, that's that's something that you really can't you can't predict in in advance yeah. what's actually going to be in those stages. So. Do you think that maybe the pack rafting is going to be kind of an important stage? Because, you know, spe- you know, I think I don't know. everybody maybe. goes fast on a bike. Yeah. 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 I don't know. We've been we are quite good on 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 paddling in canoes and kayaks and and that. But uh, as I said, pack rafting is is different. There yeah. can be rude choices on pack rafting. You can have Root choice to actually paddle or go around or, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, uh, yeah. You never know on yeah. those stages. I'm guessing that because you're you're, you've talked up your navigator pretty good. So I'm hoping. I'm guessing you're hoping for a really hard navigation race. Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. <laughs> As I'm not doing the navigation uh, this year. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Now I think Felix uh, manages. The navigation very good. He's, he's very skilled in in navigating for for adventure racing. Yeah. He has been uh, also been a professional orienteering athlete for for years. So been in the world championships for numerous of times. So he's quite good with the map and the compass. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't so think anybody so. in the U.S. gets paid for reading a map and compass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you never know. You make mistakes anyway sometimes. So Every good you know, navigator has a story, right? Yeah, yeah. How they screwed Absolutely. up so bad. Yeah. Um, well, cool. I think I, it's kind of funny. I, I hardly get to talk to European adventure racers, partially just because the time is kind of weird, but so I'm glad I got the chance yeah. to talk with you. 
Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yep, yeah, and uh, I'm going to be happy to see you when you get uh, get to Wyoming again. Yes, yeah. that would be nice. Yeah. We'll do that. What? Um, what? Here, the final question: What was the biggest um, thing you took away from your first two trips to Wyoming? Was there something just about Wyoming that you didn't expect or was unusual or, um, you know, maybe not even adventure racing, but just from the state or something? Is there something that sticks in your mind that you would have never, never thought about it? Yeah, actually, I didn't know that much of Wyoming when I came there for yeah. the first time. Uh, it's not, it's, for me, it was not uh, the... The most famous state of the U.S. Yeah, I think we had we had uh, the first time we had a great experience. I mean, lots of nice people uh, welcoming us to as a visitor to Wyoming. I think that was uh, that was one thing that we we, we really really liked, and, and that's a big reason why we came back the second time as well. Yeah. But but when you're adventure racing and you're out in in that landscape. It's also the landscape. I mean, it's it's a beautiful landscape in, in Wyoming. You have the mountains, and you had the first time we were there. We had a checkpoint at the Red Wall. It was stunning. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. It's a it's a cool state. I like it. Yeah. I'm, I only live like twenty miles away from it as a crow flies, so. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I like South Dakota a little better, but Wyoming's pretty cool. Yeah, so. it's pretty cool. All right, well, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to go back to work, and um, yep. thanks for the chat. Okay. Yeah, thank you. All right, see you. we'll see you in about yep. 80 days. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> All right, yep. bye. Bye-bye. Well, I've never been to stay. But I kinda like the music Say the lovers are insane Oh, they shall know how to use it I can't refuse it I can't misuse it Ain't never gonna lose well, I've never been to Akron But I sure do like those wheels I was headed for Las Vegas But only made it out to lead us Can't you feel it? You must believe it Cause it feels so good Well I've never been to heaven But I've been south of Oklahoma People tell me I was born But you know I really don't reveal Matters. 
We're going to do you a song. First of all, when I first came to town, well, ever since I've been in town here, whoops, I met this guy, I think, in Lubbock years ago. He's working with Johnny Horton. But this guy is on more hit records than anybody in this town, about 80% of them that come out of here. I know he's on about 80% of mine and taught me a whole lot when I used to play guitar. I learned a lot of him. him. This is Reggie Young. Back in the 70s, this song came out. And the song was a great song, and old Dobie Gray did a great job singing it. But the thing everybody flipped over was the guitar part in there. And we're going, I'm going to try to sing it. If anybody goofs up, it's going to be me, and it's going to be his fault. <laughs> so I, this, is, this has remained one of my best favorite songs. So we're going to do the best I can, okay? Okay. <laughs> 